Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. said 40 some years maybe 60 some years prior to Martin Luther's speech there was Azusa Street where a move the Holy Ghost flowed through William Seymour and Pentecost fell upon the United States of America when it fell upon that place there was no Jew or Greek or bond nor free in the video in the inter- interview, even sometime I watched this past year, where they interviewed a couple that was from there that grew up in that in that that building, growing up going to the church there. They said when somebody was told to preach, you, 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 you didn't say, Well, we have a white preacher coming or a black preacher coming or a Hispanic preacher coming. We just had a preacher coming. Amen, amen. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. We've got we've got one savior. Washed in one blood, amen. Baptized into one spirit. It doesn't matter what language you speak. We're the body of Christ. We're the church of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. We need this. This is what they need to feel. This is what, come on. This is what the haters need to feel. The prejudice and the racist. They need the love of God to baptize them. Come on. And those that are being broken and those that are being beaten, those that are in a crisis, you know what they need to feel? They need to feel the reign of God. Years ago, when I was the chaplain of the juvenile jail, I began to talk about the love of Christ and what sin was. And a man that was there who had just murdered somebody, a teenager had just murdered somebody. He said, I wish somebody would have told me this before I ever got into this mess. You know what this world needs? They need the gospel of Jesus Christ with love. They need it to be followed with an outpouring of the Spirit. Come on, all you teenagers, you need the love of God. Come on, all you seniors, you need the love of God. Let it rain. Everybody lift your hands and say, open the floodgates of heaven. Come on, sing it loud. Let it rain. Let it rain. I want you to sing it as loud as you can. Open the floodgates of heaven. With no music, let's sing it. Let it rain. Sing it loud.
amen. Amen. The book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. I'm not wearing a tie tonight. And uh, I just feel like praying. And I loosen it every time I preach anyhow. I just feel like getting a hold of God tonight. I feel a desperation. And uh, I'm, I'm calling on y'all to help me tonight. And uh, we're going to do what I'm going to preach and teach tonight for the next few minutes. And it says in Matthew 11, 28, Come unto me, all you that labor and are what? Heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly at heart. You shall find what? Rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy, heavy, heavy. How many feel have been heavy? The burden of the Lord upon me has been very, very, I, I, just the, what I feel has a heaviness to say. I know what this verse means. It's talking about coming to the Lord, coming out of sin. But I think there's a principle. There is a heavy burden upon you. You got to go to Him for rest. Because in His presence, you're going to find what? His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Amen. I'd like to preach to you or teach you for the next few moments on how to balance a burden. How to balance a burden. How many of you have ever heard the statement? Maybe you have said the statement, I'm so burdened right now. How many of you ever said that? Man, I'm just burdened. I'm heavy. I've got a burden for my family. I've got a, I've got a burden for my children. How many have ever said that? You've heard that said. How many have ever had somebody come up to you and say, Man, will you pray with me? I'm so burdened. Is that common language among apostolics and Christians? I think that's common language. I'm burdened. How do you balance and I'm going to teach you tonight what I feel and how to balance a burden. You may be seated. His name was Noah. Hebrews, if you will turn there, Hebrews chapter 11. Many call the, the hall of faith or certainly the hall of fame for the faithful. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us in verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, he was moved with fear. Do you see it? Everybody say he was moved. He was moved with fear. He, he prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Understanding that God puts on Noah, he's about to destroy the entire planet. Judgment's coming. Y'all have heard me preach about judgment lately, haven't you? I believe we're at the end times. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. And he brings something upon the spirit, Brother Scarado. You know what it's like to be burdened. Your, your, your entire ministry is about prayer. 
you teach the word. You know, your ministry is a, uh, let me just tell you this, and you, you, your ministry is prayer, and you also teach people, and, but God called you to, to spiritual warfare. You know that, right? And I'm so glad that the Lord has healed you recently. You feel strength, don't you? Let's clap our hands and thank God. He's been through a lot. And there's young men in the church that see you as a father figure in their life because you've helped them over the years when they came to the anchor. Came, you helped them bear the burden in their life, teaching them to pray and walking with them. Over the years, many, and I, I realize you're, you're not, wouldn't be considered an elder or a pastor in the church, but we value you, and we're so glad Brother Scared is a part of this church and his wonderful family. Noah understands God is getting ready to destroy the world. He shares this with Noah, and Noah finds grace in the eyes of the Lord, and he said, I will walk with you in righteousness. Noah finds grace, and the Lord comes down and shares his heart, and tells Noah what he's going to do, and he said, I'm going to destroy this with a, with a flood, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to build an ark, and I want you to pitch it within and without Judgment's coming. The rain is going to come. Everybody say, judgment's coming. My uncle used to sing a song in church. It's going to rain, children. It's going to rain. You better get ready and bear it in mind. God told Noah in a rainbow sign, it won't be water but fire the next time. He used to sing that when I was a kid in church. And judgment's coming. And uh, you've got to prepare an ark. You've got you to make it with gopher wood. He began to tell him about the burden. Can you imagine being the one that's standing between the people and the judgment? It's a burden, and he's carrying this burden. But he said to him, he, he was moved when he, he was warned by God of things that's going to happen. How many believe we've been warned by God? It's all in the holy writ, isn't it? It's in the book. We have been warned by God. He, has, he was moved. I think there's a problem is when we've been moved by, when we've been warned by God, but we're not moved. He was warned by God. He was moved. Sister Ashley, moved with fear. And what does it say that he did? It said he prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Let me preach about this for a minute. When you are carrying the burden knowing that judgment's coming, knowing that the world is going to be different as we know it, what did he do? He started obeying instruction. God's burden will always be followed with God's word. A burden from God will always have instruction from God. I want you to write it down. A burden that comes from God will always match the word of God. Some people create their own burdens. Some people create their own problems. They call it a burden. I'm burdened. Well, you know, they, they, they weren't good stewards and they've got to face some things. I'll talk about in Galatians in a minute. But when you're talking about a burden from the Lord, a burden of the Lord is always going to come with instruction from God. He heard from God. He had a burden from God. He had an instruction from God. It's a gopher wood. This is how big it's going to be. It's how wide it's going to be. It's what you need to do. What did Noah do, though, when he had instruction? What did he do? He walked with God. You cannot get a burden to balance without a relationship with God. 
You've got to have instruction from God, the word of God, and you must have prayer. So there's two things that you have to do. If God puts a burden on your heart, let's say that God calls you to be a missionary. What do you need to do? If God gives you a burden for a country, you've got to get into his word. His word has instruction. What else do you have to do? You've got to get in a prayer room. One of the reasons we sent brother and sister Barsadi overseas is because when God gave him a burden for Asian people, I could hear him day after day in that men's prayer room. I'm talking about day after day for hours and hours and hours in the presence of God. Could I tell you if God gives you a burden, you must be in his word, but you must also be in his presence. To carry a burden without his presence, you will go into depression. Your emotions will fall apart. They will. You have to balance a burden by being in the word and by being in his presence. And I know it's out of principle and out of the context of the scripture, but he said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But the principle remains the same. When we are burdened with something, we can't sleep at night, what do we need to do? Go drink a cup of coffee. Go grill out a steak at 3 a.m. Go to the McDonald's drive-thru and order breakfast at 3.30. What do you do? Turn on Netflix. That's what a lot of people do, and that's the problem in the end time. Is God is sharing his burden with his body, and instead of people going to prayer with it, getting the word about it, they're going to social media, they're going to entertainment, and they're trying to push the burden away. It is a major distraction at the midnight hour is when God is sharing with you his heart, and you will not take time to be in his presence. You know what I say? I say we keep Sunday nights getting into the presence of God and sharing the burden with him. I say we, Wednesday nights, we come in here and share the burden of our country with him. I say we go to prayer. Amen. Amos tells us that he revealeth his secrets unto his prophets. God, before he does anything, always shares it. He's going to destroy Sodom and more. What did he do? Lincoln, he went down and he shared what he was going to do. What was on his heart, he shared it with Abraham who was a friend of God. And so when you begin to get close to God, and it's the principle, when you get a closest with God, God's going to share with you his heart. Some of you can't, don't know what I'm talking about because you've got too much entertainment in your life. You cannot have supplication without what? Did I teach you? Without fasting. You can't have supplication. Am I against entertainment? No. I'm not against entertainment. But there, I'm not against food either. Hey man, I just had an Arby's roast beef sandwich while ago. I'm feeling pretty happy right now. I sipped on a Tim Hortons cup of coffee all day. I like it. But I'm not against food. But there's a time to withdraw from the pleasures of the flesh things that you like, even time, Paul would have never written the books of the New Testament if he hadn't been pulled away from socialization and been thrown in the jail cell for a while. He had to be pulled away from things that our flesh craves to receive from the Lord. Moses would have never received the law if he had been eating in the mountaintop. You have to deny yourself, are you with me? To feel what God feels, 
to get alone with God. The Bible even teaches about even in a marriage and intimacy to withdraw for a period of time. Why? So you can get close to the Lord in prayer and then come back together so you will not be tempted by the devil. What's it saying is you gotta get over yourself. You gotta step away from self to feel what God feels. And I wish there was somebody, and I, I can't say I wish. I know there are some people in this church. You have been seeking the face of God. And you're saying, Lord, I want to know what you know. I want to feel what you feel. I want to hear what you hear. I want to, I'm interested in what you're saying right now. So yes, I will abstain because my world needs you. My family needs a breakthrough. And I can't just go on doing what I'm going to do. If I got to have your heartbeat. I got to listen to your voice. I I need to hear what you're saying. Amen. I'm talking about a burden. Every time I go on a fast, I become weepy. I become weepy. Weeping and crying, fasting causes me because we're already spiritual. It just sometimes gets hardened with, with the flesh. It becomes covered up in carnality and the cares of this life. Fasting causes you to soften. It causes your ears to open. It causes you to begin to hear what he's already been saying. I believe right now God has our attention as a body. We've never been more prayerful than what we are now. We've never had more powerful prayer meetings in the history of this church than where we are right now. I'm telling you, even the other night, you know, we prayed and from 7 to midnight powerfully, even from midnight 3 a.m. Now, after that, I don't know if the Lord was even listening to me. I told Brother Andrew earlier, I said, you know what? Probably around 3 a.m. we've been praying, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something to say. I told somebody, I, I, I said, I, I think the Lord, around 2.33, looked over Gabriel and said, I don't understand what he's saying. He doesn't even know what he's saying. I'm shutting the door, and I'm not even listening to any of that. I need real people here. Vain babblings, I think the Bible calls it. Vain repetitions. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm talking about the time with God. Alone with the Lord. Where you feel what he's feeling. Alone with God. And I'm going to tell you what happens in the body. If, if, If a burden sits on my shoulders, Brother Cody... My toes feel it. Sit it on my shoulders and my, my, my fingers begin to feel a tingling. When the burden sits on me, my lower back, my stomach muscles, my knees, if I carry the burden long enough, because the burden when it's placed upon a shoulder is not just to be placed upon the shoulder. It impacts the entire body when a burden, it causes the neck, it causes the strain, even the headache. When a burden is set upon a body, it doesn't affect just a part of the body. It affects the entire body. And what God's doing right now isn't just for your pastor. It's for every single member of the body. It's not just for Zanesville. It's for everybody that's in the body of Christ. It's in time. Oh, pastor, why am I weeping? Because you're feeling a burden. Why can't I sleep at night? You're feeling the burden. Doesn't make sense, does it? Burden set on your shoulder and your toes hurt. That's because it's helped bracing the load. Your arms hurt. 
Why? Because it's connected. That's why the eye can't say, the hand can't say, the foot, I have no need of thee. It all works in tandem. It all works together. That's why God's calling for a revival of his body, Brother Geo, because you said if the body gets revived, the harvest is going to come. We are the laborers. You just get us where we need to be. The harvest is going to, we're going to take care of the harvest. Do you believe that? How many of you want to be more interested in the harvest than we are the cares of this life? Come on. How many want to love what God's doing more than what we're doing? Amen. Somebody shout, share the burden. Amen, amen. Could you imagine if I was carrying Brother Nehemiah on my shoulders? My toenails would be screaming. Amen. I love you, Brother Nehemiah. I call him Nehemiah because that's what Jillian used to call him and she couldn't say Nehemiah. You'd do the same thing if I was carrying you, amen. That's a burden. Well, he said his burden's light. He said it like this. Come here, let me teach you. He said, my yoke, my yoke is easy. My burden's light. When you, when you yoke oxen together, yoke oxen together, you would have this going around your neck. And the same yoke will go around and have it going around your neck. And if this is the yoke of God, and you've been yoked to God, you feel his movement. You go where he goes. Are you with me? <laughs> Man, I feel something the Holy Ghost. And so when he turns right, you turn right. He said, my yoke is easy. And what he's saying is the problem is is when you try to carry the burden up on yourself without him, it's when you try to carry the burden of the Lord without prayer. That's why people backslide in, in ministry, calling the ministries are on their life because they try to have a ministry without a prayer life. And they can't balance the burden because if you're not yoked up with him, the burden is heavy. But when you become yoked up with him, the burden becomes light. Because he's the God of peace and a God of love and he has no limitations and we find ourselves grieving when we find ourselves we can't sleep. If you'd ever learn just to wake up and yoke yourself with him, he's going to carry the load with you. He, he didn't just put all of it on you. He said, he said, come unto me, try my yoke. Amen. Learn of me. Learn of me. Learn why I do what I do. Come on. Learn to weep the way I weep. Learn to rejoice the way I rejoice. He didn't put you in this by yourself and say, just go with the burden. No. He said, I'll carry the burden with you. I just need somebody to feel what I'm feeling. That's why he said, learn of me. You can't learn of him if you are not yoked with him. How many of you want to move with how he moves? If you're yoked with him, you will instantaneously hear what he hears, feel what he feels. When he speaks, you'll be the first to hear it. But the problem is, when we start carrying burdens, we feel isolated. And the burden's too what? Heavy, because you're not yoked with the master. And so the only thing you can do is I cannot bear the burden. I have to discard the burden. 
So you know how we discard the burden? Through the satisfaction of our flesh. We eat two desserts before the meal just in case Jesus comes. We eat two desserts. We eat a dessert after the meal and Oh, we go home. We don't, we don't want the burden because if I have any spiritual sensitivity, I'm going to feel what he feels. I, I'm, I'm going to carry what, what is really up on the spiritual, the body of Christ. But I, you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to scroll again on social media. Why? Because I'm pushing off the burden. I don't, I don't want to weep. I don't want to cry. The problem is, is you're weeping and crying over a burden that you're not yoked with God in. You're not yoked in with him. And that's why he said, come unto me all you that are that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He's not asking you to do his job. He's asking you to work with him. That's who we are. And that's why Jesus is our prime example. And some people that don't understand the oneness, why did Jesus pray our example? Why did he cry out at the cross? Why did he kneel in the garden of Gethsemane? Why did he do what he did? If there's, if he, if there's the oneness of God, I'm gonna tell you why. Because he was our example as the sons of God and the body of Christ. And he taught us as he walked in the flesh, as Emmanuel, how to bear the burden of the world. He did not do it isolated. He did it with brothers, he did it with sisters, and he did it in a prayer meeting. I'm preaching to you. That's why when burdens come, if you're not careful, you'll stay home from church. You'll try to find entertainment. You'll try to take a trip. You'll take another vacation. When I come to tell you, you need to share the burden with your brother and you need to share the burden with the master. You've got to have time with Jesus. Come on, jump your feet and help me just for a minute. you got to share. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, balance the burden. You may be seated, Paul, an apostle. Galatians 1, Paul, an apostle, not a man. Neither by man, but by Jesus Christ. Verse 1, God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all brethren. He, he, he goes on the talks in chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault... Ye which are spiritual what? Restore such a one. In the spirit of what? Meekness considering thyself. Lest thou also be tempted. I think we're not careful when somebody falls. We will see them as failures and hypocrites and everything but what they are. They're still your brother. And he said you got to take note. Why did they fall? I've got to restore him. He must have been disconnected. Hey, I don't care how strong your fingers are on your body. Just cut one off. Lay it over in the corner. Come back the next day. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be, de- it's going to be dead. Separated, disconnected from the body. Has, has no life. Be careful to allow the devil to try to disconnect you from the body. The body's not perfect but you need the body. Everybody shout, we are the body. And he said, you need to consider yourself that, that the same thing could happen to you. And he goes on to verse two. It's almost as if in the teaching, he's trying to talk to us about not letting people fall by doing what? Bear ye what? 
one another's burdens. Bible study. And I know I'm asking a lot of questions. Bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We've, we've got to become sensitive enough and confidential enough that if somebody comes to you and bears a secret, a burden, that you're not going to repeat, but you're going to carry. There's things that people have shared with me over the years that only me, them, and Jesus know. It'll go to the grave with me. But they had confidence to bear their burden with me. And I took everything to God in. I didn't get on the phone line and call a prayer meeting saying, Brother so-and-so needs prayer. This is what he did. And I know you won't tell anybody. That's not how Christians do it. We go to the Lord with it. Get on our knees and we yoke up with the Lord and say, Lord, this is the burden that I've got. And the Lord eases in beside you and starts carrying the burden and making the burden what? Everybody say the burden light. Are you learning anything tonight? You got to learn to balance the burden. He said, bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. One of the number one reasons I've seen people backslide is because they felt like they didn't have anybody to go to to share the burden they were dealing with. Maybe a mistake that they were dealing with. Maybe something they've learned to do. They was afraid of disappointing the pastor and they, they, they didn't want the, the pastor to be disappointed in them. I'm talking about dozens and dozens and dozens over the years because people didn't feel like they could share because of disappointment. Let me just go ahead and tell you, I don't think any of you are angels. None of you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you too, Amen. Well, I'd have come to you, but I was afraid of disappointing you. I don't think you, I love you, but you're not an angel. That's right. By the time I I love you, but you're not an angel. Now, your wife is, but you're not. Amen. Ain't no halos in this room. I don't see any angel wings flapping on anybody in this room. But in prayer the other night, people saw angels on the platform with the wings because angels are with us. And the, when you wake up and you understand that there's none good, no, not one. I'm not saying you're a bunch of sinners either, so don't misinterpret what I'm saying. But what I'm saying to you is that if we're not careful, when we're at a moment of weakness, we try to do it by ourselves, and you die under heavy burdens. When God called you, and he goes on and says, for if a man think himself to be something, when he is what? Would you get the revelation? I didn't say it. Man, I haven't been wanting to say it, but here it comes. You are nothing. I am nothing. I used to say I was a mud pie with a necktie. I don't have a necktie tonight even. You're nothing. All of us are capable of failure under, under life's burdens. But everybody makes it that links up with the body and links up with Jesus Christ. Everybody's going to make it. I'm not doing this by myself. I'm not carrying this alone. Just jump to our feet. I'm not carrying this alone. I am walking with him. I'm walking with him. Let's remain standing. It says, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Well, I don't need nobody. I don't need a pastor. I don't need a brother. I don't need a sister. 
I've had people say, me and Jesus just like that. You can't need Jesus and not love his body. You can't love Jesus and not love the body. We are the body of Christ. Not I am the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. There's an us in Jesus. We, us, together in unity. Is it perfect? No, I'm here. I messed it up for all you perfect people. But when we come together and we join in prayer together and where there's two or three that will agree on any one thing, <laughs> where two or three are gathered together, my name. Are you ready? When, come here, come here, come here. When two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of thee. And if he's in the midst, we're going to get yoked up with him. And where he goes, we go. Everything heavy in our life becomes light in our life. Everything we're worried about starts lifting in his presence. That's why we are here. And I'm teaching you tonight because when I get up and I bear my soul weeping and crying and burdened, you can't even sing the song you sang the other day because in practice, you know, you said, Pastor, won't you sing this song? And I tried. I couldn't get five words out, could I? I was weeping. I said, I want to get up and try to sing. I was weeping. And I realized when I'm preaching, I might not be preaching to everybody. That's why when God spoke to me and said, we're about to enter a harvest, what did I tell you? I said, I said, I said let me preach to lost people. Didn't I tell you three months ago? I said, we're going to enter a harvest. Now, I'm going to be preaching simple gospel, simple doctrine. I'm going to repent of baptism in Jesus' name, eternity, and get saved, and he's going to save from sin and hell. Didn't I tell you that? If we're not careful, well, you know, he's preaching the same thing every Sunday. Well, I might not be preaching to you, but we baptized 12 people last week. It's a burden. And so, if I'm wise, Brother Cody, I'll start preaching and I'll link up with you while linked up with God. And we as a body, me as an under-shepherd, not the shepherd, but the under-shepherd that's heard the voice of God and I'm pleading for you to come to prayer meeting pleading for you to fast and seek God. What am I doing? Bear ye the burden. Because we're so close to eternity. The only thing that's going to make a difference is going to be prayer. God meeting us at an altar. It says, but let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. What that means, you're going to be responsible for, you, what, for what you were asked to do. You, you're going to bear that. It's your responsibility to do what you were told to do. That's what that verse means. You are going to bear your own burden. You are going to stand and give account for what he asked you to do. You're responsible. But in the balancing of a burden, what you got to understand, if I'm truly going to balance a heavy burden, I've got to have a brother with me. I'm teaching it this way. If God gives you a burden, you're responsible for it. But you need to learn to balance it through prayer, through the word, and sharing it with your brother.
three things. Ready? Everybody say prayer. That's being yoked with him. The word, that's instruction from him. Everybody say the word. And bear you one another's. You've got to have somebody involved with your burden. God will never place a burden on one man that's from him. And see, and watch him crumble. Nope. That person or that, that man or woman shares it with a confidant. Shares it with their pastor. When I started weeping, I went to the office crying and weeping, moaning and groaning. Even one Sunday I laid here and wept and moaned and groaned the burden of the Spirit upon me. I called my dad, my pastor. I began to bear my heart. He wept with me. He prayed with me. He prayed for me. Called my brother. I feel you, Aaron. I called my buddy. He wept on the phone with me. You know why? Burdens are to be carried by yourself. And God is speaking not only to me, but he's speaking to you. He wants you to step back from Netflix entertainment and carry a burden to the altar and get yoked up with him so you can carry this thing. Because you're not just carrying dead weight, you're carrying a purpose. You're carrying a destiny. You're going to break, man, I feel this right now. It's, it's, it, it's a breakthrough. I, I feel like walls are about to crumble. I feel like something's about to fall in America. I feel like people are about to hit their knees like never before. Come on, do you believe that? I believe that people that can't be shaken are going to be shaken. I, but he's asking somebody to bear the burden. He's asking somebody to weep with him. He's asking somebody to feel his heartbeat in the end. Come here, Brother Redmond. Stand right here. One of my good friends. Brother Redmond, the burden of the Lord. The Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice. What else does it say? Weep with them that weep. Brother Nehemiah, I've never carried one emotional burden since you stepped into the eldership in this church that you haven't felt. Come stand with me. I don't care if it's midnight. Am I telling the truth? I can feel the weight of the hour come on me instantly. Y'all remember when Bishop White said, the Lord's put in your spirit? Gave you your pastor's heart. You remember that? Some of y'all were here in that meeting. There's sometimes, Brother Nehemiah, that when I get heavy, 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 what happens is if you're yoked, if you're yoked, the burden becomes light. And for a moment, he's not only carrying the weight of the burden. He's carrying the weight of his pastor. And while the body is resting, he's feeling the weight. <laughs> Here's what the Lord would have me to have you to do to commit to carrying a burden. Because you carry, doesn't it make sense to intercessors now? Now you understand why in your righteousness you begin to feel heavy. Why? you felt somebody else's burden somebody else's heartbeat somebody else's emotion lift your hands all over this room and say I'm committing to be the body 
Pray over us. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord, tonight. Your God, move on us. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, Lord, that we may know what you feel. God, that when you weep, that we weep. Dear God, when you feel that burden, when you feel that lost one, when you see, when you see those that struggle and go through difficult times, uh, Lord, that we would feel what you feel. Place that emotion upon us. Uh, dear God, that emotion would move us, dear God, to a place, uh, a place of intercessory. Uh, dear God, that we would feel that emotion. Uh, dear God, that urgency. Uh, dear God, those tears that you feel, Lord Jesus. Uh, God, that you would move upon each and every one of us tonight. Uh, Dear God, by the power and by the authority of the Almighty God, uh, that you would rest upon us, uh, that the Spirit of God would come and rest us, uh, that you would rest upon us at night, dear God. Uh, visit us, Lord Jesus, when we lay uh, our head upon that pillow at night, dear God. Share your burden with us. Uh, share your burden with us, Lord Jesus. Move your church. Move your people. Dear God, I pray in the name of Jesus in this midnight hour in which we are, dear God, but that we would hear your voice, that we would hear your voice tonight, Lord Jesus. Pour out tonight, dear God. Pour out tonight, Lord Jesus. I prayed in the name. Seek, seek, seek to have an ear with the Almighty God tonight. Oh, but He wants to speak to His church. He wants to speak to His people tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to sit in your seats. We're going to pray sitting. Pentecost was not about kneeling or standing. The Holy Ghost fell while they were sitting. Do you believe God can move while you're sitting? He's getting ready to move upon us. Sister Annie, do you remember coming to me that time and you said, Pastor, did you sleep good last night? I said, I sure did. Do you remember that? I said, I sure did. It's the first time a few nights. She said, well, I didn't. I was praying for you. I was in a moment of carrying a specific burden to keep me up every night. Every night I couldn't sleep. Every night I couldn't sleep. Heavy with a burden. I try to sleep. My wife would say, you getting out of bed again? Yeah. I could go walk with the Lord. Sister Annie picked up on it in the spirit. And I guess I went like this and she was yoked with her pastor in prayer. And while I rested, she prayed and carried the load. And I believe there's a whole bunch of people that have done that for me over the years. You've done it for others, not just me. But the Lord's asking this church to be willing to bear the burden of the Lord, to seek the face of God. How I many know there's a burden here tonight? Can y'all feel what I've been teaching? I'm talking about it's the end time. The door's going to be shut. It's over. And there's a burden of God. Sister Rebecca, lift your hands. Begin to call on the name of Right where you're sitting, I want you to commit to being a burden bearer, a balancer of the burden. <laughs> oh, God, let me be the one. 
bears the burden. I'll give up a few nights sleep to let somebody else have a light burden. I'm going to be given to prayer. Come on, I want you to lift your voices. God's going to let you feel the burden. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.